We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Honest, I would put myself in the same category as D Wade. Now our test is checked over the scores table. Our test is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It is Friday, October 22nd, 2021. Alex Berutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard. Let's jump right into it. Top news of the day. In a Thursday radio interview, 76ers president Daryl Morey reiterated that Philly wouldn't be rushed into trading Ben Simmons, saying people should buckle up. This is going to take a long time. He also said it could take four years. Um, it seems like a crazy bluff, but I don't remember the last time a general manager went on radio and was like, guys, I'm really freaking out. This Ben Simmons stuff. <laughs> I'm kind of wow, we've really lost all our leverage. Any My advice, leverage, DJs? We're one game into the season. Joel Embiid's already got knee soreness. Like, I'm kind of freaking out. Tobias Harris is the best player on my team at the moment. Like, Tyrese Maxey might not be that good. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know what's well, going actually, to happen. That's interesting, Alex. You don't think Maxi did well in that opening game? No, he I mean, did. That line looked okay. He did. He did. I'm just, I'm just okay. panicking. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's. I, I really don't know what to make of this. Obviously, if you drafted Ben Simmons, you knew that this would be a wait and see situation. So uh, I hope you have other plans. Um, I don't know. Do Ken? Do you have any thoughts on this beyond if you have Simmons? I guess just hold him. Uh, yeah, clearly, if you drafted him, you knew it was going to be a long wait. Um, and this is not news you want to hear. You want Maury to make a panic draft, but Maury's not that kind of GM. Um, I will say uh, a lot of people have probably forgotten about Shake Milton because he's hurt, but uh, uh, he could be a sneaky stash if you've got room on your bench. But I think we're going to see, see some very entertaining Ben Simmons related headlines probably for the next four or five weeks. Any thoughts, Shannon? Is Shake Milton someone you're adding maybe in deeper leagues, or is this just kind of a wait and see with the guys that are already on the roster? 
Yeah, Shake, Shake Milton in deeper leagues is definitely worth consideration. Uh, obviously, Tyrese Maxey is the big one. Yeah. Uh, his, his his draft day cost was, I mean, it, it rose and fall on a, a headline basis, you know, depending on what <clears throat> what was going on with Simmons that week. Uh, I mean, I saw Maxi go as high as like 90 in, in best ball drafts. And, and then after Simmons reported to the Sixers, he dropped down to like 150. Um, so it's, it's a wide range. But if Simmons isn't there, and, and obviously long term, it depends on who, who if they do trade Simmons, who comes in, who they get in return in that trade. But right now, Maxi is the guy. I mean, you absolutely have to own him. You know, he played almost 34 minutes, 20 points, seven rebounds, five assists in the season opener. He's the guy you want to pick up. And he is available. Uh, 40% of Yahoo leagues, 75% of ESPN leagues, you can go grab him. And just for the sake of having the latest news, six minutes ago, Shams Sharania tweeted, uh, quote, sources Ben Simmons spoke to Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, and entire 76ers team today and accepted everyone needs to take responsibility, including himself, but Simmons informed them that he is not mentally ready to play yet and needs time, which is basically what we heard yesterday. So that's not oh really even God. news. That's just... Uh, it almost sounds like he's accusing his teammates, hey, this is everyone's issue. No, no, this is your issue. <laughs> we just have to remember these are not real people. <laughs> do you think cork mass was like what can i do to help this situation <laughs> oh man who knows all right ken what's next yeah other news out west last night steph curry hit a logo three from 34.4 feet away with the warriors down two and less than two minutes to go earlier in the game paul george challenged curry the greatest three-point shooter ever he challenged them during a game at a you know at a free throw pause that they should end the game with a logo shooting contest. PJ, by the way, never took a logo shot. Warriors win one fifteen to one thirteen, and Curry scored an amazing forty five points. Paul George, do you remember Damian Lillard? Why would you poke Steph Curry? This makes no sense to me at all whatsoever. Yeah, he's like, you know, lightning doesn't strike in the same place twice. Like, I'm safe. Like, if I challenge Steph Curry to this 35-footer, like, he just he won't hit it. It's not possible. This can't happen to me. <laughs> Next, I'd like to find a young Michael Jordan and challenge him to a dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. Um, the stupidity. The stupidity here. Ask I, uh, him about his wife's cooking show. Do not ask. Don't challenge him to outside shooting. I I only caught the fourth quarter of this game. Um, I was catching up on the other two games, the condensed versions of the other games. Um, you know, other than this, uh, Paul George's, I guess, love to <laughs> get scored on uh, game losing <laughs> shots. Uh, main takeaways here. I think we might get to this later. Eric Bledsoe was great for the Clippers. Yeah, um, Terrence Mann played 39 minutes. And for the Warriors, Jordan Poole, um, again, like good volume shots, like 14 shots, but at the end of the game, it's Damian Lee was getting minutes over him. And I'm kind of wondering if Kerr, I don't want to say doesn't trust Poole, but knows that Poole likes to just take a lot of shots and would rather have more of a steady offense with guys who are a little more conservative when like Steph Curry is out there and stuff like that. Do you think the Pelicans brass enjoyed watching Bledsoe last night? They probably were like, where the hell was this all of last season? He shot 10 of 16. Uh, it's a good question. Um, 
I mean, I think he is better with a team that's smaller just because he doesn't fit with a, tra- a traditional center anymore. Um, Zubac only played 17 minutes. They did not play another center. Like, I mean, Ibaka didn't play and they don't really have other center options behind uh, besides Hartenstein um, and someone else whose name I'm forgetting, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to go small this season. Um, that's that. So, I, Alex, I do want to ask you about Jordan Poole. Um, because he, he's played 25 minutes in back-to-back games. Now, I, I saw a lot of helium for him after the preseason. He has he had a big preseason. Um, you know, he had some good stretches last season as well. Is is he going to be a 10-team guy this year? Um, I think you if you if you're in a 10-team league and you have him, I think you have to hold him for now. Um, because there is I there is still some. I think they do want him to have an increased role, and I think he wants to be the guy to take more shots. But I think maybe – I have seen him make a lot of mistakes. He, he had seven turnovers last night, <clears throat> and there were some mistakes he made in that opening night Lakers game. So I think this is a situation maybe where he's going to keep playing 25 minutes. He's not going to play in the fourth quarters until Curry's comfortable with him. So you're kind of just – I think you just hold him. I think the upside is is still pretty good there, even for 10-team leagues. Over 10-team leagues, obviously, whenever Clay's back – He's got to be gone, right? I agree with that, Ken. Yeah, yeah, that will that will be tough to uh, to keep up. Keep up. Um, okay, last night the Heat they beat the depleted Bucks one thirty seven to ninety five. Bucks were down. Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday. Drew and Holiday Portis. injured, and Portis, who's been and, out. Yeah, Drew Holiday Lopez. injured. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Um, Drew Holiday injured his heel in the opener. He was originally listed as probable, which was pretty surprising because he had a bruised heel, and then they they pulled back on that, rolled him out. So I don't expect him to miss. I think you'll be fine for next week if you have him on your roster. Kyle Lowry briefly hurt his ankle, but returned. Lowry's stats were not great, although his plus minus was obviously awesome because he's Kyle Lowry. I think the main story here, Tyler Hero comes off the bench to post 27 points, six rebounds, Five assists. I think it was in like 25 minutes. I don't have the number right in front of me, but 24. obviously with 24. Um, I highlighted a prop bet in the handicapping the article, uh, handicapping the NBA article yesterday that was Tyler Hero to put up 20 points, six rebounds, at six assists at 65 to one. And he came up one assist shy. Mm. Um, probably just needed some more minutes. So that was unfortunate. But uh, I think that obviously the main thing here, Shannon, um, Tyler Hero looked great in the first game. Someone that could play. I think he's, you know, someone people have been gassing up for six man of the year um, who kind of had a disappointing sophomore year. But, you know, uh, people still think he's in line to be a, a really great player. Yeah. And, and I think that six man role is going to suit him well. Um, the the Heat are not as deep as they've been the past couple of years, in my opinion. I, I really think the bench is, is rather weak, actually. And they're going to ride. I mean, you've got Bam, you've got Jimmy, you've got Kyle Lowry, but then it's Tyler Hero. He's the fourth guy in line on that team. And I, I think they're going to have to ride him pretty heavy as the sixth man. I mean, P.J. Tucker, we know what he offers. Duncan Robinson is, is a one-dimensional player. And, and then they have a bunch of dudes. You know, you, I, you no probably Kendrick can't Nunn anymore on that team. Yeah, no Kendrick Nunn, no, no Dragic. So they're just not as deep as they've been the past couple of years. So I really like Tyler Hero's upside this season. I think he's going to bounce back from that down sophomore campaign. 
Also, another positive for Hero, he's only 21 years old. So, yep. yeah, he had maturity issues his first two years in the association, but he was a kid. You'd like to think that he's going to mature, become a professional, and I would think Pat Riley is going to make that happen sooner than later. Only 21 years old, big upside. I agree. Sorry, I was uh, – Woj just tweeted that since – Ben Simmons said that he is not mentally ready to play, that he has to be evaluated by medical professionals. Um, so the, his next steps to play will be based on the determination of doctors now. So hmm. keep and that their analysis mind. will be, he is a selfish jerk. <laughs> in I saw their medical home, opinion. <laughs> I saw his home listed for sale. I think to me, the funniest part was he had a basketball hoop in the driveway, but he was like one of those you get from Walmart and he was down to like seven feet off the ground. So <laughs> Um, it helps with the free throws. Yeah. Hey, Alex, tell us about our good friends at WinBet. I would love to. Uh, if there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up here, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. We're, it's actually it's going to be $1,000 risk-free bet. Oh, when we say win bet, we're talking like the win, W Y N N, not win. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. The win. Vegas put, famous. The win. Could have put a grand on that hero, sixty-five to one. Ooh, retire, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ken. Let's get into our first in-season fan feedback question. Yes, of today. Of the year. Today's question comes from super fan Get X Real on YouTube, who asks. Who would y'all have, Gary Trent Jr. or Josh Giddy? For those not familiar, Giddy's on OKC. Trent is with the Raptors. Shannon and Alex, who would you rather have, Trent Jr. or Giddy? Oh, it's 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 Josh Giddy all day long. Um, I I I went after him pretty hard this draft season, uh, and, and I think that he's going to have a very solid rookie campaign. You know, he struggled a little bit in the season opener, uh, but he played 29 minutes. He, he struggled with his shot, I should say. He only shot 29%. Uh, but he, he finished with four points, 10 rebounds, three assists um, in 29 minutes. I, I like the fact that he can put up he can put up stats across the board. He's my bet for the first rookie to have a triple-double this season. Uh, I, I think he's... I think he's a good player, man. I, I really do. I, I think we were only down on him uh, going into the rankings and draft season because he didn't play in the summer league. Uh, I believe yeah. if we would have seen him play in the summer league, he would have been ranked higher from from the jump. And I really like his talent. I think he's good. So g- give me give me Giddy over over Trent Jr. all day. 
I'm going to echo that. Uh, Trent Jr. in the opener played 26 minutes off the bench. Um, he's almost exclusively a three-point shooter, uh, but he did have three steals in the opener. Obviously, that's not going to keep up. Um, Giddy's the face of the one of the faces of the, the Thunder franchise. Yep. Shannon, you mentioned he had a bad game from the from the field. We have to keep in mind a couple of things. One, they were playing the Jazz, who are a regular season machine and one of the best defensive teams, like basically over the past three, four years. And only 30, had one turn. 30 or 40 years. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And he only had uh he only had one turnover. So he's taking care of the ball. Um yeah, I, w- I would rather have Giddy. The upside is there. Not worried about the uh, first game. And fans, uh, please go to the Rotowire YouTube video, like one of the basketball videos, and on the one of the, on one of the more recent videos, like the waiver wire uh, clip we're going to post later today. Uh, leave a question for us that we'll answer next week. Thank you. Get X real. And now, gentlemen, let's talk a little about daily fantasy on Yahoo. The new NBA season is underway, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy basketball. There will be a ton of big prized contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. To celebrate the beginning of basketball season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 uh, Insight credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo will have a Friday main contest as well as single game contests live all season long. Play a single game contest of your choice throughout the week. Then join our Friday main contest to compete for our largest cash prize. Play daily fantasy basketball on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome. That's sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to get started. Let's jump into our waiver wire suggestions for week one. If we mention, uh, mention a roster percentage, um, it's going to be pretty different for daily versus weekly leagues in week one if you're in a daily pickup league uh first of all that's chaos and <laughs> I know. i'm sorry all, i feel sorry life. um <laughs> especially if they're instant you know like i anyway um roster percentages are from yahoo and espn we'll try to mention both i'm going to uh kick things off we're, we're each going to have a player that's available in greater than 50 percent of leagues and a player that's available in greater or excuse me fewer than 25 percent of leagues um, or greater. I'm trying to figure out it a long shot. Than 20, rostered in less than 25% of leagues. That's our long shot. Thank yes. you. Um, my player that is available in a 50% of leagues is Will Barton. 49% on Yahoo, cutting it close this week, but only 8% on ESPN. 34 minutes in the opener. Uh, 20 points on 14 shots, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal, obviously with... Uh, Jamal Murray out. There has to be some sort of offensive increase from other guys on the team that aren't named Michael Porter Jr. And mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon is not going to do that. And Monty Morris is not really that guy. It's no. been Will Barton in the past. Um, organization loves him. Long-term contract. He's been with the organization forever. Um, 
ranked 53rd in per game production in 2017-18 when he averaged 15.7 points, five rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Those numbers seem pretty achievable this season. And I think he absolutely needs to be picked up if he wasn't drafted in your league, which he, in my opinion, should have been in the first place. But um, did you mention often wasn't. obviously no Jamal Murray, right? <clears throat> no Jamal Murray for, I mean, probably February at the earliest. So you're, you could easily get top 60 production out of Will Barton until then. Um, and at that point, you know, uh, hopefully, I mean, if you, <laughs> if you pick them up off the waiver wire, you're, you're going to be doing pretty well in your league at that point. Um, Shannon, who is one of your available in 50% of leagues players? All right, we'll, we'll go to last night's games. And my first recommendation is going to be Eric Bledsoe. Uh, he's available or he's owned in 30% of Yahoo leagues. And for some reason, 73% of ESPN, which is super odd. <laughs> ESPN must have had him ranked really high. You know, uh, ESPN has far less uh, daily transaction options versus Ooh. Yahoo. So for no, this first week, everybody's. No, but that's. No, 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 that's not true. Everyone's always let or everyone's more available in ESPN, correct? But that's not the case with Bledsoe. It's the opposite with him. He's 73% owned on ESPN, which makes no sense. So he's there's 63, he's he he's available in 63% of leagues on, on Yahoo. Uh, big night, you know, 30, 30 minutes, 22 points. Uh, he had a three-pointer, uh, three rebounds, two assists, three steals. I just don't think I, one, I, I, I believe Kawhi is going to probably be out for the year. Uh, and, and then I look at the rest of that Clippers roster and, and I just think they're going to have to lean heavily on their guards. Uh, it's going to be Paul, jo- the Paul George show all season, but then Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, Terrence Mann, they're going to have to lean very heavily on those guards. And, and I think Bledsoe showed last night that, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's just more comfortable playing with the Clippers again, Instead of his one-year pit stop with with the Pelicans, I I don't expect him to be great. I don't expect him to do what he did uh, on Thursday night every game, but I do expect top one thirty value for him. So if you're in a league that roster that goes one hundred and thirty players deep, absolutely pick him up. Um, I I you know there I would say he's just maybe a hair behind Will Barton. I like both those guys uh, in most ten and twelve team leagues. You're saying, Shannon, maybe not repeat last night's stats, but I think he is going to repeat the 30 minutes he played. We're going to see Absolutely. consistently 29-plus uh, from Bledsoe in the, on this Clipper squad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yep. He's a great defender, took 16 shots. That's the main thing for him, shot volume and minutes. Um, so I, I'm thinking more along the lines of closer to what we saw his last two seasons with the Bucks than what we saw with the Pelicans. I think that makes sense. Uh, Ken, probably the biggest name on the waiver wire at the moment in leagues. Right. Chris Duarte, the 24-year-old rookie for the Indiana Pacers, currently rostered in 53% of Yahoo, so I'm, I'm cheating a little, but only 12.5% on ESPN. Opening night, he had 27 points, five rebounds in 33 minutes of play versus Charlotte. Obviously, the big question for Duarte is when does Karis Levert return? Could be late October, could be early November. Levert is recovering from a stress fracture in his back. To me, that sounds terrible. I'm no doctor, but yikes. <laughs> anyway, uh, this team needs some scoring punch outside of Sabonis. So uh, I feel like Duarte has a lot of, a lot of upside, uh, even when Levert does come back. And 
boy, Levert's injury history. You, you know, Alex, I see you updating Levert's expected return date frequently this year. Uh, yeah, we're we're prepared to be writing notes every single day on him for two months. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Duarte, you mentioned it, 33 minutes in the opener, took 15 shots, was obviously excellent to score 27 points. I think Hits what's threes. interesting to me from that game, Rick Carlisle, new coach of the Pacers, eight-man rotation. They just played eight yeah. guys. Um, yeah, and so point. even when Levert comes back, I mean, they had 28 minutes for Torrey Craig, 24 for TJ McConnell, and 24 for Jeremy Lamb. I could easily see Torrey Craig losing out on, you know, 20 of those minutes, maybe 15. Lamb maybe only plays 20. McConnell only plays 20. I think there's still room for Duarte to be 26 yeah. to 32 minutes a game, even when Levert comes back. And even Malcolm Brogdon played 40 minutes. Like, you don't you don't want to do that all season. He's been an injury liability his whole career, so... Um, I'm not really that worried about Duarte in terms of minutes uh, at all. Lamb is not the future of this organization. No, no. I I would I'm going to pump the brakes on Duarte a little bit. I I think yes, in a 12 or 14 team league, he's an obvious pickup. In a lot of those leagues, he should have probably been drafted, especially if it was a later draft, uh, because he did have a, a decent preseason. Um, you know, I believe he led the Pacers in scoring during the preseason. But I, I'm, I'm going to pump the great brakes because he's not going to go six for nine from downtown very often. All right. So if this game happened December 12th instead of on opening night, there wouldn't be this huge buzz around a player. Right. I, and the fact that Levert and, and TJ Warren are going to come back, but you know, both are projected to come back this season. If it's a to be determined timeline for each, but. If, the, if they end up coming back on the shorter side, then Duarte's window's you know, not nearly as lengthy as everyone thinks. Right. I, I think he's going to be a solid fantasy addition for 12. And Nobody should leagues. be expecting anyone off the free agent waiver wire to score 27 points a game. Yes. Like if you want, if you want to drop, if you want to drop Malik Beasley for him, you know, those are comparable skill sets or what they're going to offer from a fantasy standpoint, just depending on who's getting more volume essentially if you want to drop Beasley for him okay I get it if you want to drop killing Hayes for him yeah do it but if you're ta- if you're in a 10 team league and, and you're you're debating whether or not you're gonna drop uh, I, I, you know a guy a guy like Reggie Jackson for him I don't know if I would do that um, or you know your first suggestion Al will Barton I'd rather own will Barton right now than Duarte yeah yeah well, I mean, Duarte could be somebody who you get a good four or five weeks out of. Levert's going to have a healthy yeah. run, and you might drop him. Um, so, you know, in uh, free agent budget scenarios, don't spend like crazy. Yeah, I think I think the main thing about Duarte, you know, for people who are not like aren't who aren't really familiar with him or his game, he was drafted thirteenth out of Oregon. People thought it was a good pick at the time. He will he made the sixth. Most three-pointers, or excuse me, that's wrong. He shot 42% from three in college, right? He's a great three-point shooter, um, 144 attempts in 26 games in college. So at the very least, if you pick up Duarte, you're getting threes. And so if your team is low on threes, Duarte is an especially good option for you. If you're already tapped out on threes, if if your team is an amazing three-point shooting team, there are probably other options. Maybe it is Will Barton at that point. Um, maybe you guys not gonna get to double rebounds, double digit rebounds. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, Alex, take us to, unless Shannon wants to mention one of his other 
Yeah, I'll mention a couple Available guys. Fifty percent, guys. Go ahead. Yeah, the, these guys are are yeah. Some of it. All right, it's not exactly fifty percent, but I think it, it it warrants mentioning since this is the first waiver wire segment of the of the regular season. Yeah, Evan Mobley, sixty one percent owned in ESPN. He had a monster monster debut: seventeen points, nine rebounds, six assists, one steal, one block. Uh, I you know. I, he's not going to get six assists a game. Uh, I actually think the defensive stats are going to increase. But the big thing is the 38 minutes. He led the Cavs in minutes played in that season the, opener. How about the nine rebounds, though, when he's playing next to Allen and Markinen? They go big. And my first thought when I saw that lineup move, I thought, oh, boy, Mobley's going to get squeezed out of the key. But not at all. Let him in boards. Yeah. Uh, Allen only grabbed four rebounds in, in the opener. So Crazy. It, it, it was, it, and it was, you know, it was against a, a Grizzly squad that that's pretty good defensively. They've got big men that can hold their own. I, I was just, I, I watched that game. I was very impressed by Mobley. I, I think he's going to be fantastic. He's my pick for rookie of the year right now. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I, I'm very high on him. And, and then the other guy we mentioned earlier, Tyree, Tyrese Maxey. So he, he's available in 41% of Yahoo leagues, 76% of ESPN. And essentially, for for however long Simmons is sitting on the sidelines or away from Philadelphia, or they don't bring in a replacement via trade for Simmons, Maxi is going to be a good good option in you know ten team leagues, any any format, pretty much. Starting point guards very useful. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, to to me, Mobley and Scotty Barnes were two guys who I didn't know like a ton of coming into the draft, and then I watched them play. And I immediately realized, like, you're not going to be able to take these guys off the court. Like, they're yeah. just, they're too yeah. good of players. Um, they, you know, especially Barnes may not put up amazing stats, but they're just, they're too good. Yeah. And, um, and that's the thing. I mean, with Mo, with Mobley, you, you could see it with the 38 minutes played. Bakerstaff has obviously already recognized that. And it, it's going to be crazy. If he's playing 35, 36 minutes per game, he's going to have a monster season. Uh, Moving on to my long shot of the week, uh, Desmond Bain, 27% rostered in Yahoo, 3% rostered in ESPN. He played 30 minutes during that debut game against the Cavaliers, 22 points on 16 shots. That's the important part. Three rebounds, three assists, two steals. Last season per 36 minutes, he averaged basically 15, five and three with a steal. Dylan Brooks is out for the Grizzlies, but even when Dylan Brooks comes back, I'm not really worried about Bain's minutes since they seem to love him there. And you know, John Cart Conchar got 19 minutes. Um, I don't know what's going on with Zaire Williams' minute situation. He got 17. So when Brooks comes back, I mean, I think I think Bain's still going to play at least 26 minutes a game, maybe 30. And they seem to trust him. I don't. I mean, <laughs> Brooks may take away all of his shots just because Brooks loves to shoot the ball, but. <laughs> um, again, we're talking about long shots, guys, for 14 or 16 team leagues. I think he has to be on your radar. Well, it could be a lot like he could be a poor man's Duarte, frankly, where he's awesome for a couple weeks and then Brooks comes back and he gets more to his reserve role, but could be a fun ride for a little while. Well, who do you like more, uh, Melton or Melton or Bain while Brooks is out? Uh, yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> I'm a DeAnthony Melton uh, supporter, so this is tough. <laughs> he I mean, was I great. Think, he was great in the I, opener. I think Melton actually has more upside. Yes. But I do think he's the guy that loses minutes when Brooks is back because he is mostly a point guard. They 
they play him at shooting guard. It's not really a shooting guard in my opinion, but I don't know, man. They signed him to a big deal a couple of years ago or a, a deal bigger than most people expected. So they like, they clearly believe in him. Um, Melton should be on people's radars as well. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. While we're on Memphis. Do we point out uh, slow mo's demotion? Yeah. Yeah. That was that, rough to see. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm coming off the bench now. And... It's not, it's not rough to see. It's the way it should be. I, I think <laughs> Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain getting the minutes over Kyle Anderson uh, makes sense for this team and where they're at in the rebuild. Kyle, Kyle Anderson, he still put up a good line. Uh, 10 points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals in the opener. Um, he, you know, he, I think he even hit a couple three pointers, which that's an area where really last season is where he started hitting three pointers. So he does do that now. I don't think he, I don't think that we're going to see Anderson play the 27 minutes per game that he averaged last year. Uh, but he'll still, you know, I felt like he was overdrafted uh, this coming into this season anyways, but he, he could still hold like 12 team value playing 25 minutes just because he has very boring across the board production. But I mean, it's like, he's earned uh, the slow-mo nickname. It's like the Shane Battier. He's, he's got like that Shane Battier fantasy value where he does just enough in six categories that he's going to be a top 120 guy by yeah. default, but it's, it's not fun to own to, to have him on your roster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shannon, while why you're rolling there, give us your long shot of the week. Cam Reddish, you know anyone who watched that Red that that Hawks game last night, uh, it, it was hard not to be impressed. Twenty one minutes off the bench, he scored twenty points, three three pointers, three rebounds, one assist, uh, one steal. Yeah, he's 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 not going to score twenty points in 20, 21 minutes very often. But it's just the the aggressiveness aggressiveness that we saw from him. Um, you know his pedigree, the fact that he was such a high, highly recruited player going into college, uh, that that he was still considered, you know, thought of well enough to be a top ten draft pick when he came out. I, I love the pedigree. I love the talent, and and if he gets minutes, I, I think we're going to see. Decent fantasy value for for deeper leagues, ten team leagues. I don't think he's going to see the minutes where it makes sense, but but we saw growth from him last year, and I think I think if you're in a 12, 14 team league that's deep enough, he absolutely should be owned. Atlanta's got a good problem. They got a yes. lot of depth. They got a whole yes, lot of depth on that squad. Kevin Herter coming off the bench too last night. Uh, the rookie Johnson looked great in the preseason, so. It's going to be interesting how minutes play uh, on that bench. Somebody's going to have to play a little less than they expect. Yeah, uh, Lou Williams, DNP. So that, that's yeah. kind of your answer. Uh, I don't think he's going to be an every night player for them. Uh, Ken, who is uh, your long shot of the week? Devin Vassell, the second year player for the San Antonio Spurs. You know, who will emerge as the new leaders in San Antonio beyond DeJounte Murray? It's anyone's guess. Vassell came off the bench in the opener, but led the team in scoring with 19 points, five assists, which surprised me, and two steals. Uh, yeah, again, our continued trend of undervalued sophomores. Vassell was the number 11th pick in the 2020 draft, so he has a high pedigree. You know, to me, this Spurs lineup just has a lot of upside, and I don't think anyone knows how things are going to shake out season long. He's, by the way, only owned in 15% of Yahoo leagues. He was someone last season... I can't remember if I wrote an article about it. I pointed him out as a, like a dynasty league sleeper 
because he was drafted highly by the Spurs and he's a three and D player. And those guys, if they, if they pop, obviously, you know, you see Covington, like he's someone who ranks inside the top 50 sometimes. So um, good to see, you know, him getting the 25 minutes he deserves, fired up a ton of shots. Um, something that I pointed out on Twitter, but Thad Young, DMP. I'm yeah, starting right. him in two Ooh. leagues. What? So <laughs> Why? Um, should I be starting him in two no. weeks? No, I ran, I realized I didn't have any centers and he's center eligible. Um, oh, and I grabbed him. I thought he played 25 minutes. I just needed someone, but that's why first week waivers. He seems safe for nine court. points, nine rebounds and a steal. And, uh, no DMP is, uh, shocking. Um, but, uh, total was you- on fire, baby. I want to talk yeah. about the Spurs for just one second because sure. I, I agree. I like the, I like the rec. Ken, I, I, I think Lonnie Walker's another guy you can look at. Uh, the Spurs are getting, you know, they're going a little bit younger. They're, they're in a rebuild right now. Um, you mentioned Murray. He's obviously the, the face of the rebuild. Um, I think Keldon Johnson will have an opportunity to, to add his name to it as well. Um, I, I like Vassal. I like Lonnie Walker. Um, one of the reasons why I like dart, I like, I like taking darts on those two. Um, Later in drafts, like at the end end of drafts in fourteen team or really deep leagues, because you know they they might fit better next to a guy like Murray because then then Derek White. I, I think there's there, there's too much similar skill set between Derek White and, and Murray that Walker and and, and Vassal might complement Murray more. And long term, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them is actually the player that's playing alongside White. Not, I'm not saying that they're going to unseat White and take his starting position. I, I just, yeah. And White has shown improvement as a three point shooter. He went three for four from downtown in the opener. He hit 2.3 three pointers per game last season. Um, so he's definitely improved there. And, and I could just be blowing hot air right now, but but I do like the Walker and Vassal and the fact that they have upside on that Spurs roster. Yeah, I mean to pump the brakes on my own recommendation. Unfortunately, the Spurs don't won't get to play the Orlando Magic every night as they right. did in the opener. Uh, so there's going to be some ups and downs on this team, but it's these not quite sure how the depth chart's going to work out squads where you can often find uh, fantasy gold. Absolutely. This, this was a game I highlighted on Wednesday's podcast as the waiver first week waiver wire matchup of the century. Right. Um, <laughs> So is Mo Bamba uh, going to start? Who's going to score for the Spurs? Well, Gary Harris was originally supposed to start over Jalen Suggs, and then Gary Harris got pulled for hamstring maintenance. No fault. Suggs got put into the starting lineup, even though he was allegedly dealing with a stomach issue, which is why he allegedly wasn't in the starting lineup in the first place. He played bad. Um, Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For what it's worth, also on the Spurs, Doug McDermott, only 22 minutes kind of concerning. Um, not that you drafted Doug McDermott probably inside the top 100. I mean, McDermott, how, how more concerning was his line? 22 minutes, he got zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. Like, I know he's a three-point shooter, but literally donuts in most categories over 22 yeah. minutes. He, he shouldn't have played more. Probably not. Uh, Ken, who is your dull suggestion of the week? My dull suggestion, mostly based on his game, even though he's a hot young name, uh, Chuma Okiki, also for Orlando. He's currently hurt, but he should return next week. He is not flashy, but he's 
got to believe going to replace Wagner in the starting lineup for the Magic. He'll start at small forward on a team that desperately needs scoring, especially with Fultz out, especially if Gary Harris is going to continue to have health issues. Uh, you know, much like Will Barton, we had Okiki on our sleeper list as well. Uh, he's owned in 30% of Yahoo leagues, less on ESPN. Uh, stash Chuma if you can. I I disagree. I, I don't think Okiki wow. is I, – I don't think he's necessarily going to supplant Wagner. Wagner as the starting oh, small forward. He's they, – they just used the eighth overall pick on your boy Franz, and I, I think they're going to try to build up their young guys. And I know Kiki's still young as well, yeah. uh, but he's not as young as Wagner. Uh, you know, he's not, a tw- <laughs> he's not 20. He was drafted a few years ago. And he doesn't have the same skill set or size. I mean, Wagner's 6'9". Uh, he's got three inches on Okiki. He he's, he's projects to be a better three-point shooter. Uh, I I think it's they started Wagner, I think, I believe, game one of the preseason. I know Okiki was out there. And they're starting him now, game one of the regular season. I think it, it's detrimental for a team to start a rookie, a lottery pick, basically their biggest investment from this past offseason, other than Suggs, to put him into the starting lineup and then yank him in and out. I don't think they're going to do that. I think if they were planning on doing that, they would have started someone else at small forward in game one. And same thing with with the four and the five. Okiki could start the four. Eh, he's six six. Maybe he won't. I, I, I don't believe they're going to play with Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba that way. I, I don't believe Okiki will have 10 or 12 team value this season. Well, outside of Okiki, uh, Alex, I know you're a big fan of the Mo Bamba experiment. What do, what do you think is going to happen with Mo and Carter? I think they're going to continue to play together. Yep. I mean, they, in my opinion, they work together defensively. It's a little weird, um, but on offense, it's fine because they both are shooting threes, especially Bamba. Um, I love the idea of playing them together. I think you have to. I mean, I think they got Wendell Carter Jr. on a good contract. Um, I think that was a good contract for both sides, actually. They only played him 19 minutes in this game, which was a little confusing. Um, I'm not that worried about that specifically. It's it was not a blowout. A panic. I mean, it was a blowout in part. Of it was a blowout. I mean, he still put up 13 and 8 in 19 minutes. So you have to be encouraged if he's on your team, actually. So I, I like both those guys this year, honestly. Well, you know, the reality might be that, frankly, this team's so bad and they change rotations enough that we all might be right. Uh, especially if they keep getting the injury bug like they've had lately. But I, fr- uh, I refuse to believe that you're going to be right, Ken. <laughs> well, you could end yeah. every pod with that. You could end every pod with that. <laughs> they they played uh, Braz Dacus 19 minutes, um, and they played Mo Wagner 15 minutes. So there's definitely room yeah, for a peak. There's time. Yes, there is time on the squad for sure. All right, Alex, uh, tell us about our friends at Vivid Seats. I will. Preseason basketball has wrapped up and we're ready for the regular season to tip off this week. It has tipped off this week. Live events are making a comeback and there's no better place to be than vivid seats to get back in the action. So grab your NBA tickets and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Man, that feels great to say. I actually bought tickets off of vivid seats the other day. I'm going to the Bucks game against the Knicks November 5th, sitting first row behind the basket, not on the floor, but the first row behind the floor. So I'm excited nice. about that. Even better, Vivid Seeds just launched a new and improved awards program with free tickets for every fan. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. 
If you're looking for tickets to the game, your favorite artist, or that new show everyone is talking about, Vivid Seats has it all. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Let's talk DFS. Uh, first DFS slate that we are talking of the season. Uh, every salary that we happen to mention will be from FanDuel. Uh, 10 game slate today. Uh, highest over unders. Nets at 76ers, 229. Jazz at Kings, 227. Pacers at Wizards, 226.5. The main injuries, uh, just as far as guys who are questionable, and again, this changes all the time. You got to check the RotoWire news page, lineups page, the whole thing. Embiid is questionable. Beal is questionable. Rozier is questionable. Garland is questionable. So this is a situation where you might be making your lineup pretty late today. Uh, obviously, Shannon, if any of those guys are out, there are some names to turn to. If Embiid's out, you go probably go Drummond. If Rozier's out, you maybe go Ubre. Um, there are other options. I mean, do, how do you feel about any of those? Are those just the obvious? Yeah, the Drummond one, you definitely needs to – you're going to hear it anytime Embiid's, Embiid's questionable. Uh, Drummond, even with Embiid playing in the opener, had, had a good fantasy line. So Drummond's, Drummond's going to be a monster value option whenever Embiid sits. Uh, that's, you know, with with a guy like Beal, we'll, we'll go with Dinwiddie, uh, Rogier. That's tougher. Uh, I would actually – yeah, I, I would look at game one to see kind of how that played out. LaMelo is going to be heavily owned yeah. if T- Scary Terry's out. And then Garland, it's going to be Sexton and Rubio. Rubio. Uh, and Rubio yeah. looked really good with the Cavs uh, in, in game one. So it, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a fun slate early on. It, there's a ton of players to target. I know one of the first guys I'm looking at – I'll, I'll go out on a limb. Everyone, Jalen Green, I think was like 20% owned uh, on opening night. And he disappointed. He's still 5,500 on FanDuel. I'm running it back. I like the matchup against the Thunder. I think both teams are going to be leaning heavily on their young guys. And I expect Green to put out, put forth the kind of line that most were expecting in his debut tonight. So give me give me Green at the point guard spot. That OKC Houston game yeah. will be a lot of fun. I think uh, <laughs> I think if there's a game stack, it could end up being that one might might end up being good for you. Um, neither team that interested in playing defense and have a ton of young guys. Uh, so I do like that game as a target. Um, someone we mentioned earlier, Evan Mobley uh, against the Hornets. He is 6100. Uh, we mentioned that he played 38 minutes during the opener. And we had a monster stat line. Um, so it's 17 points, nine rebounds, six assists, one steal, one block. Um, the Hornets are putting out Mason Plumley at center, who is a real center, but is not really that great. And then their other options are kind of small <laughs> ball guys with PJ Washington. So I think this could be a really good game um, for Evan Mobley again. Um that's the one that that I'm definitely targeting as I guess I guess a value option. You know, someone that's going to see 30 minutes and and obviously has upside. Um, and I do like Kevin Porter Jr. from that OKC Houston game. I think I'll, I'll reiterate kind of uh, your point, Shannon, on that. Um, as far as some of the the higher upside guys, so of 
let's say the one, two, three, four, five guys who are the most valuable or have the highest salary, whether or not you want to include Embiid in that, that's your call. Jokic, Durant, Embiid, LeBron, Harden, and AD, if you don't want to include Embiid, which of those guys would you most want on your roster? If you had to choose one for what it's worth, Denver plays San Antonio, Brooklyn plays Philly, uh, LA plays Phoenix, and yeah, that covers it. Tough, man. It's it's tough. Uh, I'm going to go... I, I'm gonna be the guy who just doesn't answer your question, and I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go Sabonis because that's that's, okay. that's that's fine. that's the way I have I have done it so far. Um, building my lineups, it's instead of those top five or six guys who are all solid options, I, I just for, I went Sabonis instead um, because I just think he's gonna have a monster season from a DFS standpoint. And, and even though he had a great season debut, 48 fantasy points. You know, he actually didn't really dish out the ball like we expected. Uh, you know, we already talked about how the Pacers are a little bit shorthanded right now. So so I think Sabonis against the Wizards uh, is where I would go if I'm spending up on just one player. That'll be a fast-paced game. Um, Daniel Gafford is good. Obviously a good shot blocker, but not someone that I uh, – Sabonis is too big for him, I think, just yes. body-wise, can bully him a little bit. Um, obviously, I like him beat if he plays – Against Brooklyn, they don't really have the front line to stop him. Um, you know, Harden and, and Durant against Philly are interesting just because they don't they don't have their you know second best defender available. Although it depends how you feel about Matisse Thybul, um, but they don't have Ben Simmons to help with that. So, I, and if you if you think the if you're not worried about like a insane blowout against the Spurs, obviously I can see the argument for Jokic. Um, so yeah, it's 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 definitely tough. But I'm with you, Shannon. In general, I usually don't have any. Um, five figure players on my roster. I, I kind of try to tap out at those second tier guys who have the same up, uh, nearly the same upside as, as the very top guys. You know, the the Tatum, Sabonis, Julius Randle, um, guys like that. I think Westbrook's overpriced at ninety one hundred. That to me is the, maybe the biggest stay away I've ever seen. But um, yeah, is there? I mean, we talked about some of the over unders. Um, Utah, Sacramento with the highest over under. Uh, are you targeting anybody from that game? I mean, Harrison Barnes had a huge game the other day. Um, his salary is 6,700. Um, you know, I will say that my main worry about Utah all season is that they, they play such a balanced offense that I'm never that confident in any particular guy. And I would almost rather, rather roster three of their players than one of their players. Um, anything stand out to you there or, or not really? I think Harrison Barnes and Halliburton are two guys who are good values for that game. 6,700 for Barnes, you know, even after that big outing. Uh, I do not expect Barnes to do what he did uh, in the opening night again this season. Um, but he's still, he's a quality guy uh, who, who, you know, is, is pretty consistent. Uh, Halliburton had a disappointing season opener, uh, but but I expect him to bounce back. And, and at 6,000, $6,000 for a guy who has, you know, 45 point upside. Um, I like him quite a bit I, on the, on the jazz side. I'm with you. Uh, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's tough with that balanced team. And really the only way I'm probably plugging in anyone from the Jazz is if, if like I need a, a discounted discounted option to put in at the the three or the four and go with Royce O'Neal. But this early in the season, it's really hard to justify uh, starting a guy like Royce O'Neal in DFS, just because you have so many good options who have more upside. upside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Scotty Barnes, you talked about him earlier and that's why this is one of the reasons why I'm avoiding the, the, the five digit price players as well. Cause you have Jalen green, you have Scotty Barnes, um, you've got some guys, Ken's going to mention some of his guys that are good. Uh, uh, Alexander Walker, all of these guys are under 6,000. Mitchell Robinson had 41 fantasy points in the opener. He's under 6,000. There's so many guys in that five to $6,500 range that have 40 to 50 point upside that you can slot in your lineup right now. I mean, I'm really intrigued by Tyrese Maxey um, in that over-under game of the Nets Sixers. It's at 226. Uh they're going to need a lot from Maxie. Uh, Milton's not back yet. Could be a lot of shots for him if Embiid's out. Yeah, but that yeah. price of 5800 is awfully tempting to, uh, to me. He was one of the first guys I put into my FanDuel lineup, Ken. I'm totally on board with you there. Um, you know, Lomelo had the gigantic season opener. He's 8200 uh, I think he's a great play. Uh, we talked about uh, Spurs and Murray earlier. Murray, Murray's under seven, he's under eight thousand. He's seventy nine hundred, and he is. I think I don't think there's anyone on that on the Denver Nuggets team who can guard him. Um, so I expect him to have a big night. I expect Murray to just he's going to have a monster season. I think he's going to average you know like forty five fantasy points per game on Fanduel this year. Uh, cheap guard I'll throw out. Devontae Graham, only 6000 yeah. for a Pelicans team without Zion. Uh, 
anyway, I, I think they're going to need to shoot more. He had a so-so opener, but I'm looking for them to push Graham to score more. Do you have any – we never really asked you about the Boston game, the Boston opener. Ken, do you have any insights from that that would help for DFS or – just Not emotional, really. soul-crushing day for Boston sports fans. The socks get yeah. blown out. Tatum looking terrible. So Jalen Brown has a career-high game. He's the one coming off of COVID, and yet Tatum looks like the one who's recovering from sickness. He's jacking up terrible outside shots. Didn't go to the hole until late in the fourth. Uh, inter- you know, we got to check the health of Al Horford. You made an excellent point a while ago, Alex, that, oh, they're starting Grant Williams because they want – to stay big and they plan on Horford being the starting power forward. So I found that very interesting. Yeah. We'll see Josh Richardson supposed to return for them tonight, but that's not a lock. Uh, so more just curious about Udoka's uh, rotations are going to be. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Robert Williams too. I'm excited for that. seems like they're actually going to play him. Uh, he's, he's a lock. Minutes. The upside is too high. Yeah. He's the one guy that, well, obviously Brown and Tatum, but, I think they're going to let him keep running. And he had a heck of, what, five blocks, two steals? Was it five blocks and two steals or four blocks and two steals in the opener? I mean, I'm telling you, Williams could lead the league in shot blocks this year. Anyone who drafted Williams, Robert Williams, after after that news came out that, that Horford was making it hard to not justify starting the spot in the lineup. So Robert Williams in best ball, I'm just referencing best ball leagues because I did so many damn drafts. but. He went from an ADP in like the 55 to 60 range when, when the best ball drafts opened to dropping down to like 100 after that Horford news hit. I mean, he dropped a ridiculous amount. So if you, if you got him, you, I saw people draft him in the 40s, early 50s when the, when the drafts first, draft season first opened. If you drafted him later, if you draft, did your draft later and, and got Williams, you, it's an absolute steal. He's going to be a monster. Much. Yeah. All right, Ken, I think it's that time. The old man. Fashion shows. I hate fashion shows. I live in Vermont. Fashion here is a turtleneck with an old sweater and some Carhartts. So when I see LaMelo Ball show up to the season opener in a neon yellow-green suit to match his neon yellow-green Lamborghini, well, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Do you think Tommy Heinsohn or Bill Russell would arrive at the Boston Garden in such a ridiculous look-at-me costume? I prefer Larry Nance's outfits from last season. Nance, then with the Cavs, wore a different T-shirt each game promoting a local Cleveland business who needed help during the pandemic. That was excellent. Keep fashion out of sports. Ah. All right, Ken, you're wrong again. He looked amazing. The car was amazing. It's I called that, and rant. I, I have to act like an old man. I'm just ha- I just found my Halloween costume. I'm thrilled about it. You're going to Slabella. Where are you get you're renting a Lamborghini? No, no. I don't know. I'm not gonna have the car. I'll just have a little miniature Lamborghini <laughs> in my pocket. I will uh there's plenty of tweets showing amazing uh, his outfit. I will I will include that in the article pod oh we post God. on Rotowire. I just hate else. the whole like, ooh, they're walking the runways, they enter the stadium. It's <laughs> Oh, yeah. it bothers me. Oh, yeah. The uh, the NBA definitely loves that. They oh, they totally uh, love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean they've, they've committed oh, plenty of airtime, and they're not doing that for the old men. That's for the kids. The kids love all that stuff, <laughs> like Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh, isn't that quite the outfit? Ooh, anyone, la, 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 la. anyone who enjoys life should <laughs> should be able to enjoy that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> My age does prohibit me from enjoying sure. life. That's a good point. <laughs> Ken, was, uh, Ken actually was born with a pair of khakis on. <laughs> <laughs> um okay well ken not i know i said wagner with... instead of wagner for franz that that was yeah, not only were you born with khakis on you are pronouncing people's names wrong um wagner instead of wagner i think it's vassell and not vassal yeah maybe um <laughs> I, I think there was one more but uh don't remember it so we're going to pretend it did not happen Wait, did you Thank two you. go errorless? No issues for you two? I mean, I I piggybacked on your vassal of a cell, yeah. and, and I'm going to stick to my Steve Adams recommendations for the rest of the season now. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by WinBet. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to Milwaukee and legendary former college Marquette coach Al McGuire, who, when asked about his players' academic rigors, replied, quote, Our guys took shop and advanced shop. Shop is when you make a chair. Advanced shop is when you paint it. <laughs> Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs> The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.